On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we're talking about season four, episode six. And we ask, am I haunted or is it long COVID? And baboon, baboon. An epic matchup of the Gamecocks versus the Corn Jerkers. And don't forget, don't be a dick. Let's do this. Podcast season four, episode six. What? what? Hi, I'm Diana. I'm Liz. Woohoo! Episode six. We're here. We are. We have survived yet another fun night in Texas. Thank uh, you, weather. Like, yeah. Ooh, that was just exciting. <laughs> yeah, there was like in North Texas alone, there were nine tornadoes, and then there's an amazing one in the Austin area in Round Rock, I believe, on the Walmart. Uh, in the parking lot. One of the best videos I've seen ever is of the pickup truck in Elgin driving and they get flipped over and then the wind flips them back upright and they drive away. Oh, I missed that one. And that is so fucking Texas. That is so Texas. Like, whoops. All right. I got, I got shit to do. I got to go. Yeah. The, the one in round rock walk rock. I don't know. So I was sitting in my hallway. Like we had so many different tornado warnings going off. And there was like, there's one in Wimberley and there's one later. It was just like, and watching like where they're going and like, ah, oh, fuck. So I was like, Hey kitty, I got some fluffy blankets. I don't know. We're playing like now we're just sitting here on the fluffy blanket and she was like fluffy blanket cool so i'm like watching the news and these weather forecasters were so goddamn excited and they were going into their weather technology and they're like we never share this with the public and they're like this is this radar this is this radar this is and they were like going through things that had acronyms that i didn't fucking know and it was like watching a sports game of tornadoes and then like the one that just they had the camera on the one just started going across 35 like at 35 and 45 if you don't live around here like it's a thing and over the flyovers which is like i am terrified of flyovers like i have nightmares all the fucking time of flying off one of those in like so anytime i'm on them i'm already kind of nervous and now i'm like what now I had to think about a fucking tornado knocking me off of this shit. And there was like a, a semi underneath that was like turned over. I'm like, oh my God. And then watching the storm chasers, um, like finding all the ones that were coming down, like to, I guess that's I mean, towards Houston. Um, mm. It was just, it was insane. And it was so like, wild. I was like, this is like sports. And, and thankfully no one was, from the all reports so far, no one, no one killed so far across all the state. And this just to just to like for those that are not Texans or in or familiar with Texas very much, this is uh, tornadoes literally from the northern border of Texas down to the Austin area, which uh, is like four hundred miles, uh, like hours of driving. This is how long that storm system was that was popping up tornadoes all over the state. It was fucking wild. It was crazy. <clears throat> and it just reminded me of like, did you ever of the see... cow flipping around in Twister? No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, like and as it was like headed, like there was one that was on the path towards my cows. And I'm like, no, no twister cows, no twister cows. Um, like, take cover, moo cows. Like, I don't know where you take go under a tree. I d I don't know where cows go. I'm like, go okay, lay down I... a, go lay down in a ditch. I don't know. Yeah. Other cows, like I'm sure they know. Fine. Yeah. They have some sort of instinct. They go somewhere. Yeah. But um, yeah, but did you ever see uh, this cartoon? I'm sure it's probably problematic now. I don't know. Um, but it was like one of the old like Disney cartoons or maybe it was Warner Brothers. It was like Pecos Bill and he rode a tornado. 
He was that like, sounds familiar, like, but I can't yeah. like, I'm not like, I it sounds familiar. Play, I'll have to like find it. Like it was like, I just remember it was like a Texan, I like do in a cowboy remember hat, that. Yeah. Riding, riding a tornado. Yes. And it was like this, like a folk tale of Texas. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like, it was kind of like the, like the, um, like a, like a Texas Paul Bunyan kind of a thing. But yeah, it was like, yeah. it, that's kind of like the vein it was in. Yes. I do remember what you're talking about for sure. Yeah, yeah, I have to that's find awesome. that now. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's all I could like as like there were so many. That's all I kept picturing was some of me like yeah, and just like riding this and and like, even like when they like got the first like sign that there was debris and it wasn't just like a tornado, you could see they were trying not to be excited because like oh this is dangerous, but they're like holy shit, like these are fucking real. And oh, oh the weather guys had a day. They, had they a did. Day. They had a day, man. <laughs> Uh, other than crazy ass Texas weather, which by the way, it was in the seventies last week and it's in the 40s and fifties this week. This is fun. This is not March, but anyways, um, what else have you been up to? You got back from, you were, you were in Orlando and now you've returned. Yeah. I got back from America's wang. Um, that, that, that is done and oh, over. And, uh, this weekend was just spent, uh, Looking at lots of weird shit. Um, Saturday night, I went to different than normal. No, I'm just kidding. No, not really. It's pretty pretty <laughs> usual for me. My life is maybe not like other people's lives. I've come to realize. Um, so, um, a friend and I went to the Glass Coffin, which is the vampire parlor in Austin, which is very near one of my favorite diners, Star Seeds Cafe. And mm. like, I've been eating there since I was like a, a youngin, and like pulling out like change to like get like their their veggie burgers. But uh, Punk Rock Institution, yay, Star Seeds. Um, but they actually had a, a touring exhibit for haunted objects that was presented by um, the guy from Parapeculiar, who was actually based out of uh, Dripping Springs like I am. So uh -huh. he had lots of fun things that I did not know about. Just lots of uh, games from like the 70s and 80s, like ritual and other things that people like put out that I was just like, what? Like my mind was blown on the amount of like weird shit that were massively produced to the public and now I have a renewed interest in finding all of these things uh, but and then Sunday was the oddities market out there and that was fun I got a necklace getting ready for my Edwardian ball in two weeks and then found the best use of social media that has ever been invented and that was the live oddities auction on Instagram I am not telling you what store had that because fuck you uh, you can look it up <laughs> you yourself. want it off yourself yes and I, I also I got this from the guy who did the thing on Saturday so I'm not sharing it. Although it was very funny as I was watching this live auction of taxidermied wonderful things. Like there was a monkey's paw that went for a thousand dollars. There was an alligator taxidermy that looked like a pirate and he had a little patch and mm. he was missing a hand and needed a hook. There were some frogs that were a band. Like when they were That's like, fun. one of them was playing a banjo and all sorts That's of just fun. Yeah. But like, and I was watching, they were auctioning off this gorgeous like Art Deco mirror. And then the person bid on it was is my friend Pants, who lives in Vegas. And I was like, oh, Pants is watching this. Like, this is great. So, uh, and, and that's her actual, yeah, that's her name. Her name is Pants. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that it has been a, a week of that. And now I am getting ready for, uh, I don't think I'm doing anything this weekend, but getting my hair done. And one of my coworkers is in town, so I may go see her. That's fun. And what did you do? You did something too. Yeah, we uh we went with um in in connection with my business, uh my day job. We um went to Luck Reunion. It is an annual other than the past couple of years. It's an annual um uh festival, one day festival at um Luck Ranch is what they call it, which is Willie Nelson's ranch in Spicewood, Texas. It is the set of the redheaded stranger that they have fortified because a lot of movie sets weren't really made to be like actually used and um set up this um you know uh you know like 50 plus artists all day long multiple stages um beverages uh it's an outdoor thing with just it's just a really freaking cool vibe um and a really cool experience saw great music um all day all day 
all day. And uh, yeah, it's been a while since you did that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, an, it's a long back one. to festival life. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, but I mean, and they've got beverages, yeah. like beverage sponsors. And then, you know, it was a full moon and there's disco balls hanging from the trees. And like, it's just a cool fucking vibe. And you're listening to, like I said, great music and musicians from all over the country and some international that make it to this. It's kind of a pilgrimage for a lot of people. Um, and just like, it's a really positive vibe. So two weeks in a row, I saw incredibly different music in incredibly positive environments and with a shit ton of other people, which is not my normal way of seeing music. I'm a small venue kind of gal, but it was still fucking greatness. So did that, got to go stop by um, uh, our friends at High Rum and pick up my bottle of Krugaroo, which I, which I happen to be drinking tonight. Oh, what do you think? Isn't it delicious? It is fucking delicious. I was like, dangerously delicious, very safe, right? uh, Just a safe little beverage of this because it's a pre-made cocktail. It's fine. And now I'm like, well, fuck, I'm going to need a little more. Yeah, it's it's really good and delicious. I apologize, guys, if you hear a sound of the mic. The cat decided that she wants to throw a butt against it. Yeah. No twerking against the mic. That's that's not that's not tonight. It's later. It's a different show. Um, a different show. What are you drinking this evening? I am drinking a thirsty goat because I've been craving it and because they were drinking beer in this episode. So as I was doing notes last night and I'm like, damn it, I want fucking beer. So I had uh, my groceries delivered today and had them bring me beer. You know, they didn't bring me bread, bitches. Like, I was so mad. They're like, like the orders. This is what I fucking hate about grocery shopping, like online sometimes because and this is like, I know why any first world problems, but I go in person. I, I had pl- well, I had shit to do all day. Like, you know, I, I couldn't leave. Like I had stuff to do. And so and I was hungry. And I was like, yes, yeah, somebody bring me food. And I was like, might as well order groceries. And so I had plans to make eggplant parmesan sandwiches for dinner. And they were out of ciabatta bread. And instead of substituting, unless like the entire bakery at HEB was out of fucking bread. They just didn't bring me bread. Like there was said, no like oopsies, no bread hey. for you. And then it just said out of stock. And I'm like, but so now, but now I did I did to come up with a solution, which is probably worse for me, but gonna be more delicious. Is I have frozen Texas toast in the freezer. Is so, there like garlicky, like buttered and garlicky? It's the garlic buttered <laughs> Texas I knew toast. It. I knew it. And I'm going to use that. To make the eggplant parmesan and it's going to be awesome. I may have a heart attack. So it was nice knowing all of you. And that's how I want to go is eating a massive eggplant parmesan sandwich. Worth it. Not being scared by a cat. Good. Well, you know, <laughs> so which is, I think, oh. a very good segue yes. into this episode. Uh, so, so good. So this was season four, episode six. This first aired on October 23rd, 2008. It was directed by our fabulously dressed Phil Scotia. And uh, it was written by Andrew Dabb and Daniel Laughlin. This is the first of theirs we're going to see. We'll see more coming along with them. And so they were a writing team and supervising producers. Uh, Dobb actually ends up becoming kind of a showrunner later. We'll talk later about that. Um but they also do write the uh, the third Supernatural comic series, Supernatural Beginnings End. So uh, pretty you know, pretty well-known writers. And I think we can start getting to see their style in this. I think, as Diana said, I am very confused because it was very funny, but I'm also very depressed. Yeah, this episode is both really funny and fucking horrifying. Yeah. Like, uh, fucked up. It like is full fucked on up. fucked up. Yeah, so no, it's a very it's, it's a very weird divide in how you feel like because like the and we'll get into it I think as we talk about the storyline but you know it, I, the summary is is that you've got a, a lot of enjoyment in how the brothers get to interact with each other and obviously Dean especially probably had a lot of fun in this but on the other side of the coin the underlying story that they're following is deeply fucked up. But at least I mean I think the the thing that kind of saves it is that doesn't happen until kind of the end i so you guess get to, I, but I then guess, you feel uh, worse because you're like i've been yeah. like giggling about this whole thing and, and you're like, like, oh, no. And you're like oh, no. oh no oh no is that what i was laughing at this is awful i'm a horrible person yeah, yeah exactly so. yeah so uh, all right well let's, let's start off with a very dramatic beginning 
Oh my gosh. So we got Dean running down the road in 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 a suit with dogs chasing him. It sounds and they like sound, yeah, and it, it sounds, sounds like, like the fucking hellhounds. And you're yes. like, oh shit. And so he trips over some trash. Um, um and there's a, a gentleman that is residing in said trash. And he gets up and looks behind him, and he's being chased by a Yorkie with a pink bow on its head. I know. And it's he was afraid good. of a very tiny it's little fast dog. Very scared of a little fast dog. And it was a very well-groomed dog. <laughs> Whoever did that. Yes. Kudos. Good grooming dog. And I will say there are a number of animals that come through this episode. And once again, in the credits and IMDb, in the credits of the show, etc. No fucking animal wrangler listed. So if you were the animal wrangler that handled this episode, oh. season four, episode six, please like slide into our DMs. I want to know who you are. Yeah. I really I, I want to know the tales of yeah. the animal wrangler. I, I want to meet an animal wrangler. Um, anyways, right. so it's Rock Ridge, Colorado. We've got agents. Wait, wait. Oh, so go do ahead. you know? Do you know Rock Ridge, Colorado? No. Did you ever watch Blazing Saddles? Oh yes, I did. This is the town of Rock Ridge. That's Rock Ridge. Yes. The right. Int- oh my gosh, I would never have connected that. Just in general, like. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so now go on. All right. <laughs> Well, so we've got uh, our brothers dressed in suits as introducing themselves as agents Tyler and Perry at the morgue. Um, yeah, yeah. But I guess and, that should have been an Aerosmith guitar riff. I don't know what that would sound like. Uh, and then, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I'm not that good. Um, and the, um, the coroner or whatever he is, medical examiner is like, yeah, this guy died of a heart attack. His name's Frank O'Brien. He's 44. He was a marathon runner. And there's been two other heart attacks recently. So it's weird. And so the brother's like, yeah, you're going to do this autopsy, right? And so he's like, sure, fuck it. I'm going to do an autopsy right in front of you right now. Because that's what I would do. If I was a medical examiner, these assholes are like, I was like, Mm -hmm. yep, suit up, bitches. (laughs) Yeah. And so um, Dean notice points out that there's a tan line from where this gentleman would have worn a wedding band, but there's no wedding band there anymore. Uh, And they're like, I thought this guy wasn't married. And Sam's like, yeah, and he's got these weird fucking scrapes on his arm. And the medical examiner guy's like, <clears> how <throat> oh, weird as he gets pulls the guy's heart out. Yeah, there's no major blockages here. And hands the guy's heart to Dean, all nonchalant. Oh, yeah. Dean, hold my heart. He, I gave, gave you he my, gave, heart. Gave my heart. He gave you his heart. Last <gasps> Christmas, he gave you his oh, heart. He did. I hate that song. Anyways. Everybody hates that song. Oh. But yeah. And then and then um, Sam gets squirted in the face by spleen juice. <laughs> yeah so we cut to the sheriff's station uh sheriff's department and there is a young deputy um at the front and uh he's the brothers there. this and he's adorable yes. like he's so precious like i just want to have like baby sheriff deputy linus like no <laughs> you haven't been ruined by the world yet oh no he's very he's he's not yet jaded and ruined um and so our brothers are there waiting to see the sheriff and he's an older sheriff uh, well older than linus deputy linus this is sheriff al Britton. he um is played by jack conley who you may recognize not only from fast and the furious the first one but also from 911 lone star harold and kumar escape from guantanamo bay and uh, deputy fry uh and Ba-ba-bum. Angel. Who is he? An angel? I can't pronounce it. Sajan. Oh, oh, and the reason why? Okay, so Sajan uh, ha- is the one. He's got a. a he's basically in a giant uh, mask. Mm. He's the one in the cloak. And the oh, you haven't watched Angel? Oh, motherfucker! I watched a. I've watched the like the first season. Have you made it to Spike? No, I saw it's been a few months too since I watched it. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, like, if you haven't made it to Spike, you haven't watched Angel, and you have to make it to Spike because that's when it's amazing. And Harmony, hello, Spike and Harmony, and that. Okay, that's going to be our other show. Why hasn't Diana fucking watched Angel? All right, anyway, so uh, we've got Uh, our germ freak sheriff. Yeah, and he is like, you have to take your shoes off, and uh, and like is like 
the awful sounds of him squishing a hand sanitizer all over the his sound hands. we all know <laughs> so much now and yeah. also dude it's not gonna do anything go ahead no, it's like dude it's not gonna do anything i'm like, I'm like gonna, we're gonna tell you right now yeah. he was before his time he was before his time i'm just yeah. saying uh anyways and so he's like they start asking about frank o'brien and he's like oh we were friends we were on a softball team together called the game cocks, which are majestic <laughs> animals. It's also, by the way, the mascot of University of South Carolina, which is based in Columbia, which I spent a lot of time in for the military. And they had a lot of really fun merch that says go cocks. Anyways, <clears throat> why don't you own all of that now? I almost did when I was there. It was a whole thing. It's yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, he asks, so the majestic animals, the majestic of the animal, cocks. the game cock. And so Sam asks if Frank was scared about anything and sheriff's like yeah he had gotten jumpy he gotten real jumpy and i'd sent um some of my guys to go check on him but they also they just found him dead so then the sheriff coughs and then aggressively sanitizes his hands again so crazy looking also like, don't what we all look like for the last stop co- yeah and also stop coughing in your hands what the fuck i forgot where i was uh somewhere i don't remember if it was in the conference or like at a restaurant but somebody like coughed like right in front of us and, oh it was at the conference at a yeah. healthcare conference someone coughed did not like right in front of us it did not cover their mouth or anything and then just walked on and we're like, this is like germ warfare now. Like all of us That's are weird. like terrified and horrified. We're like, how, how are you still not covering your goddamn mouth? That's hilarious. Um, so yeah. we get our brothers, our brothers leave um, as this guy aggressively san- re-sanitizes his hands. And um, as they're walking out, they're like, right, we got three victims with red scratches on their arms and they're, they go from jittery to terrified to dead in 48 hours. Ooh. And yeah, so they piece this together. So like, what is it? Ghosts, vampires, chupacabra, chupacabra. Yeah. And they're like, they're gonna go see Frank's neighbor. And but Dean's like, well, they're walking down the street. You see the first like odd sign from Dean here because there's like some like normal ass teenagers on the street with like a bicycle, like chilling. And he's like, let's go this way so we avoid them. I don't like the look of those kids. Yeah. <laughs> So we are going to go to an amazingly awesome and terrifying house. Apparently, um, Frank's neighbor was very into, and I just lost the name. Yeah. Uh, Frank's Frank O'Brien's neighbor was really into reptiles because he has a living room full of aquariums, full of reptiles and good old neighbor has a snake on his shoulder He's cuddly with him. Oh. Yeah, they're very cuddly. And there's alligator, uh, other there's iguana. There's all kinds of critters in there in tanks. Say and animal wrangler, who are you? Yeah. All right, go on. <laughs> and he definitely calls out their their uh, pseudonyms, by the way. But also, I, I did appreciate how Sam played it off. Like, because I was like, what do you do? Oh, and someone's like, why do you have this ridiculous fucking name? Like Aerosmith. And he is like, small world, whatever. Yeah. And just like plays it off like he's heard it a thousand times. And I was yes. like, okay, got it. Appreciate so it. They, he, he says that Frank was, his neighbor said that Frank was scared of witches. Uh, and that he was watching, like the Wizard of Oz was on TV. And that, that he said that the green bitch was out to get him. She was. But he was also scared of Al-Qaeda, ferrets, um, artificial sweetener, Pez dispensers with their dead little eyes. Fair. <laughs> it's like, well, eh. I mean, most like, of I these. Like, I like maybe... artificial. I like artificial sweeteners, so it's fine. That's about no, it. I, it terrifies me. Okay, I get it. Yeah. And Dean, and Dean looks very nervous during all of this. And Sam's like, so what else was Frank like? And basically we find out that Frank was a fucking dick. <laughs> Frank Don't was a dick. a dick. He was a bully. Um, but he kept, he says this more than once that he got better over time. So he got better and that his wife had died. He did have a wife, but she died 20 years ago. And, um, so I don't get this. All right. This is the first time. So she died 20 years ago. Yeah. Why does he have a wedding ring tan? He might've still been wearing it. A lot of, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. Widows and widowers that don't move on, choose to continue wearing their jewelry. Okay. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'll that's the only that. explanation. Otherwise, he wouldn't yeah. have it anymore. That's why I was kind of like, mm, that's weird. So yeah. but it was weird, right? Okay. 
And then he then he calls Dean out for being scared of Donnie, which is apparently the name of the snake on his shoulders. And then says, but Marie's the one that smells fear. And we see an albino snake coming slowly over the sofa across. And so we got Donnie and Marie and yes. Marie is a gorgeous albino python. Yeah. And, um, but it did like remind me. I think we I may have talked about this on this before, but yeah, there was a dateline on like two weeks ago, and it was on 48 hours about a a person who was breeding reptiles and he got murdered and he was murdered by his wife, but they first they thought the snake did it and was really awesome. Like it was great television because they basically film like all like the men at the scene that are afraid to go inside because of the snakes. And then like this one like badass like woman officers is like. It's a giant fucking snake, guys. Like, it's like 300 pounds. It's not going to sneak up on you. You will see it coming. And she just, like, basically, like, did, like, a push and, like, walk past him and just, like, walked in the house. But then, of course, she found the corpse. So that was sad. But, you know, but it was a a great woman empowering moment. All right. So we're going to the car where Dean has is scratching. Yeah. And he gets real jumpy when Sam gets in. And he's gotten the county records on Frank's wife. And so basically the summary is, is that she had some mental health issues and went off her medication, vanished for two weeks and was found three towns over, quote, strung up with, by to commit suicide in her hotel. Her husband had an absolute alibi. Um, so Sam, in the meantime, had been searching Frank's residence and there's no evidence of any kind of ghosts or witches or anything. And Dean's driving real slow. And won't take left turns. It's fucking weird and creepy. Sam's Sam's like even like what the fuck because Dean's being a bitch. <laughs> he is. And then his the EMF detector starts going off in Sam's pocket because of Dean. And Dean goes, "Am I haunted?" Which is one of my favorite lines. It is hilarious. And Diana, do you want to know? Am I haunted? Am I haunted? Yes, I do want to know. Okay. So tonight on on this very special episode of of Devil's Trap podcast, we are going to ask Diana to play the game. I'm calling Am I Haunted or Do I Have Long COVID? (laughs) So I'm going to name a symptom, right? And I want you to tell me whether or not you think it is a symptom of being haunted or a symptom of having long COVID. And this is based according to chartattack.com spirit-attachment and the Mayo Clinic. Okay. So those are the two sources we're basing this off of. All right. Number one symptom, feeling fatigue. Is that haunted or long COVID? Can it be both? It can. And it is. Those are symptoms of both. (gasps) All right. Symptom number two, anxiety or depression? Both? Yes. Yes. You can either be haunted or have long COVID. All right. All right. Symptom number four, mood swings. I'm going to go with both. That's a ghost. That's just a ghost. According according to Haunted Attachment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. All right. Symptom number five, excessive alcohol or drug abuse. Mm, haunted. Yes, that is, that is haunted. All right. All right. Number six, shortness of breath. Long COVID? COVID. That is COVID. Ding, 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 ding. <sighs> All right. Number seven, memory loss. Both. yes that is both all right number eight poor concentration oh that's a tough one i'm gonna go with both but it could just be the ghost it is both you are right you're you're awesome at this game all right number nine (gasps) loss of taste or smell Uh, i mean that long covid right yeah, that is COVID. I, yeah. I, I, I'm serious. A ghost could do that to you, but really, that's sure. just, yeah. yeah. All right. Last one. If you hear inner voices speaking to you. Uh, haunted. Yes. Thankfully, that is not both. <laughs> as far as we know, COVID is not making you hear voices. Yeah. Um, so um, if you have any of those, like, 
that I said are, are symptoms of long COVID. Maybe you want to go talk to a doctor if you have a, the one, or perhaps an exorcist or a, a shaman or something to deal with. But I was, I don't know how surprised I was, but I, like I saw this in multiple things and I was looking up the symptoms of being haunted. I was like, like, that wait sounds a like, minute. I was like, this thing sounds like COVID. And also they all sound like things I have. And I'm just like, why? Yes, I am you, very tired. So is COVID is long COVID actually ghost sickness or is, <laughs> is, I don't know which, which came first long COVID or ghost sickness. I don't, I don't know. So maybe COVID is just ghost. And that is now how we're getting infected. It's just mm-hmm. ghost. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. All right. So thank you for, for playing. Uh, yes. Is that ha- Am I haunted or do I have long COVID? Um, you are an oh. expert level in that. And Thanks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so obviously Sam calls Bobby because duh. And um, he has a big old box of donuts. And I, the tiger is blaring from baby. And Dean is laying down inside baby playing air drums and to I, the tiger. But he definitely has three scratches on his arm and he ignores donuts, which is your other big sign that something is wrong. You just like just blared like you like this like let's just go past this Dean playing Eye of the Tiger like in the middle of this a lot of coverage it gets a lot of coverage but he is blaring Eye of the Tiger it is amazing it's so amazing that I'm wearing a fucking T shirt of him of him like singing this with his eyes going at yeah this was like one of the most amazing moments of television and so. And the whole way that this came out from for those of you who have watched this episode and decided to skip the credits, you dumbass, go back and watch the credits because yes. in the credits, we do have this incredibly thing. long well, scene of Dean singing this, which was not intentional. Um, pretty much Jared came out while this had started and they were like trying to cue him and Jared was like, nah, I just want to see what happens. And then Jensen just went through this entire thing and did the entire song with leg guitar and all sorts of um, amazing things. And uh, this will come back again later on. We talk about editing of this. All right. Also, I really want fucking donuts. Like, damn it. And I forgot to order them. Like the store probably would have just been like, you don't get bread or donuts. Yeah. No baked goods for you. No, you they're like, you need to lay off the carbs, Missy. We can see your chins. Stop. Oh, no. No. Uh, all right. So Dean obviously has three scratches on his arm and he ignores these donuts, which is upsetting. So Bobby has told Sam that it's fucking ghost fix, ghost sickness, where ghosts infect the bo- human bodies with a disease and symptoms that they describe are being like anxious and scared and then really scared. And then your heart gives out and it yep. spreads like any other sickness. And so and they think that Frank O'Brien was patient zero and that okay. he infected two other softball players over the weekend who happened to be a member of the other softball team, not his team, the, the Gamecocks, but the Corn Jerkers. Yeah, so we have the Corn Jerkers. We're also going to need to have a Sam fact checked because Sam, during this, when he's talking about the lore of ghost sickness, he does say that some cultures believe that certain spirits can infect the living with the disease, which is why they stopped displaying bodies and houses mm-hmm. and started taking them off to funeral homes, which as somebody who is obsessed with funerary rites and other things immediately, my, my goth signals went, Meow. I don't know what the sound they, they make something go. It's very sad noise. <laughs> they went, yes, Sam. And so I was trying to figure out what the fuck he was talking about, right? It was like, how do we get front? And I was like, because that's not what happened. And um, what I think he may have been talking about, which was the miasma theory, which was the uh, this theory, this really terrible science theory that was it was bad science. So sometimes that happens. Um, But this was like there is no such thing. Hey, hey. All right. Science is awesome. But this was the 1800s where science generally involved me drown- someone drowning a dog. Yeah. All right. So the idea of that was death was in the air and that was what was spreading 
disease, right? Because okay. people people would like die and then you would have them in your house. And then people come by and they'd be like, hey, corpse, like nice to see you. Yeah. And then, you know, then they would go get buried. Where And then eventually they start moving cemeteries farther and farther away from the cities because people, one of the reasons was they were afraid of this miasma that was theoretically in the air, which would it really, it was just all the shit that was not being put into a sewer and just in general, bad hygiene practices. In reality, we started going to funeral homes like around the civil war because soldiers were being embalmed to be sent home. And so when that started happening, people were like, Oh, I, you know, somebody else is basically taking care of these death rights for me. And so then it just kind of became a practice and a practice. And then eventually private viewing in the home disappeared in favor of using a funeral home, which was a neutral setting. Right. So you didn't have to have like 9,000 strangers coming, tromping through your house to look at your corpse, you know, so Sam fact checked. I don't know. I don't know the ver- our version of Snopes is, but you failed. You failed. All right. So all right. So we're the corn jerkers. And how the fuck did they get away with this? Like, like no one were just like, what? Did you corn. just call this Game, team? Gamecocks the- and corn versus the corn. Also, jerkers. why have I not seen baseball shirts? Dear supernatural family, where are my baseball shirts with the gamecocks Ooh. and the corn jerkers? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. I, I see you guys at cons and I see a lot of things you wear with. Yeah, this is a deep cut, but it would be a good one. Yeah. Say that we're make this t shirt, you can do that with the cricket. Yeah, so out of all this, we piece together that Dean has about 24 hours. Sam's not impacted, and they are trying to figure out why Sam didn't catch it. And in summary, um, so far we have a bully, a vice principal, and a bouncer who have caught this ghost sickness. They were all dicks. And so the implication is that Dean's kind of a dick. And so what is the rule that we live by? Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. At this point, I think we can probably have the the child that we have wrangled into saying, don't be a dick inserted here. It'd probably be great. All right. So Sam has a theory and this theory involves a word. Mm-hmm. And, and his theory is that if they gank the ghosts that mm-hmm. started it, mm-hmm. Dean should go back to normal. And I'm like, are you just trying to placate Dean? Like, you're, just, you're feeling bad for him? Because apparently ghost sickness also makes you act like a goddamn child. Yeah, because he's real tired. He's real scared and he's real sad. And he doesn't want to stay on the fourth floor of the hotel now either. No, it's sad. Why and, and then he has to like wait in the car for Sam to get them down to the first floor, and he's too scared to eat donuts. And that is very, very scared. It's very scared, very sad. So we cut to Dean reading about ghost sickness in his hotel room. And they're very large hotel room. Like there was like a fucking like a city. Yeah. It's like he got the first floor. I'm like, what the why does this motel have a suite? I don't know. And then, but this is very graphic illustrations. <laughs> With somebody vomiting blood and blood spraying out of their chest in like this old like ghost sickness book. It was very funny. It was and he's reading it and uh, it talks about how people with ghost sickness can be afflicted by hallucinations. And then uh, it start the words start changing. And it's like, you're dying again, loser. You're going to cry, baby going to cry. And he's getting very upset. That book is such a bully. And yeah, I mean, I'm very like, I don't, if my books turned on me, like I would be so sad. And like, it's kind of funny. This is happening to Dean and not to Sam. Like yeah. Sam would be the one like, Oh my God, he's being taunted by his book. That means something. Yeah. Not, not to Dean. Dean goes and drinks a beer until, until Sam gets back. Fair. And so ends up that o- O'Brien, they were sure that it must've been O'Brien's wife. Frank O'Brien's wife was behind all this, uh, but no, she was cremated. So she can't be the ghost. So, as they're talking about this, Dean starts coughing and choking up on something, and it's not his beer. He like spits up a piece of fucking wood. Yeah, with- it looks like a scrabble. Like for a while, yeah, like, they had it, writing on it at first, but it's, yeah, it yeah. looks like a scrabble or like a mahjong thing. And they're like, "Oh, it's a wood chip." Yeah, and then Sam's like, or "Sam, t- it's like you're our biggest clue. We've been ignoring it." And Dean says, "I don't want to be a clue." I know. And which also makes me wonder if he was ever a clue on Jeopardy. And that would be a great clue to be on Jeopardy. Like this actor from Supernatural said, I don't want to be a clue. All right. So they're at the lumber mill because duh, wood chip, they piece that together. And also because it would not be an episode of Supernatural if there was not some kind of an industrial site. Fair. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, there's there was actually something like, there was yeah. in terms of set like what they were getting like they just happened to look out into getting this location like they're uh, whatever whatever go on so it's an abandoned lumber mill dean does not want to go in so he's like taking pulls of whiskey just to get his like nerve up to go um dean they open trunk team trunk hey trunk and uh dean will not even take a pistol which is also (laughs) very distressing so adorable he wants to man the flashlight yeah adorable anyways uh so <laughs> anyway, they're inside the emf readers going crazy because well guess also, what dean's there yeah you're there also like look around this mill this is terrifying it is like just in general the scary, fact that yeah. anybody works here with like how if you work in a lumber mill how do you have fingers like this entire place terrifies me like i would at night in bright daylight you could have like it's just terrifying. There's so many things like I'm a klutz. Like I tripped over like my fucking plastic thing on my desk this week. Like I can't imagine like working in a sawmill. Hmm. Well, they find a wedding band on the floor. <laughs> just, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, yeah, uh, they find a wedding band on the floor and on the inside of it is engraved to Frank. Um, love Jesse. So now they know it was Frank O'Brien's wedding ring and it was Jesse, his wife's um, uh, inscription on it. They hear a noise in a locker at this time, though. So they have to go investigate. And they go and they get ready to open the locker. That was scary. It's a cat. Dean screams a lot. And then it was that was scary. So the other thing, so the people who are editing this video, uh, this this one, and sorry, I suck, and I probably should have written down who the names of the editor was. Anyways, but they were complaining because, one, that it took so long to edit this episode because people kept coming in to watch Jensen do the Eye of the Tiger song, and then they finally got past that, and then they they did the screaming cat thing, and then people kept coming into the editing room to watch Jensen screaming at the cat over and over again. Because, and this is why it is, you know, a, a gif that is... GIF, GIF, whatever you want to call it, um, that is just kind of like lives in infamy now because it's so so fucking good and iconic. So So, Sam is pretty unimpressed by this reaction and they decide to continue their search. Uh, Sam finds an employee ID for Luther Garland and Dean finds a drawing of Jesse O'Brien. And as they're looking at these fun things, the mill, the lumber mill cuts on like this is an abandoned, like turned off everything. And all of a sudden everything turns on. That's scary. I don't like Tara. And then fine. And then they turn around. Well, the thing that makes it scary to me and they turn and there is a man in the room now standing in the corner, facing the corner, like very Blair Witchy. Anyways, why are you in the corner? What what are you looking at? Like, what are are you doing over there? Like, did like someone make you go stand in the corner, Luther? Like, I don't get it. Someone sent him to the corner. Well, you don't know that yet right now. No, I'm pretty sure if I saw anybody standing in a corner, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? you Like the cat stands in the corner all the time. And I'm like, what? What did you do something wrong? Are you just... So Sam calls out to him. Dean runs away. Sam shoots the ghost and it disappears again. And he finds uh goes outside to find Dean drinking more whiskey near the trunk. And he drank the entire fifth. He drank the entire fifth of whiskey, which okay. you will die. Like, I don't know. I guess people do that all the time. But to me, okay. that seems like you would die. Seems unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So we cut to the sheriff's office uh, where... He is uh, where Sam is retrieving the Garland file. Dean is fucking loaded. He is. I'm drinking the fifth. And Linus is there. Hi, Linus. Yeah. And um, Sam's asking Linus, like, he's like, hey, it says that he died, that, that Luther Garland died of physical trauma. But there's no details. What what do you know? He's like, that's before my time. He's like, cool. Well, I'm just going to take this file then because uh, you don't let us see the sheriff because apparently he's out sick. 
Bye. Yeah. And he's also, he said it was 20 years ago, which, and if you're remembering, Diana is also scratching her arms. Oh, no. Did you get ghosted? No, I'm good. I'm good. Um, <laughs> so, I just have dry skin, damn it. The weather's been weird. You're like, I have a fresh tattoo. Shut up. Um, but he does say that was 20 years ago. And so if you're paying attention, Supernatural fans, mm-hmm. the wife died 20 years ago. Duh. Mm-hmm. Are these things related? I don't know. So after they leave, the deputy tells the sheriff that, hey, yeah, they were here for that Garland file. And then the sheriff is at this point <sighs> using steel wool to scrub at his wrists. And it is a bloody mess. Damn. And I'm like, I like that almost made me yak. I'm not going to lie. I was like, <laughs> like scrubbing his own skin like that. Well, what were you like? <laughs> Like my sound effects. Yes. Yeah. It was very upsetting. But he then he stops doing that just long enough to load his pistol and is hearing voices saying that that you know what they know what you did and laughter. So this is not good. And and we know from our quiz earlier that if you're hearing voices, it is a sign of ghost sickness and not going not, not long COVID. <laughs> he was he was not patient zero for long COVID, that's for sure. Um, all right. So we don't know. We don't know, baby. This is where it started. 2008. This is the COVID came from here. Ooh. All right. Okay. So Sam and Dean are down at the Peaceful Pines Assisted Living Center now. And this is where we start getting Dean losing more confidence because he's like no one's gonna believe our badges and aliases are real we could go to jail and like panicking and sam's like which is you know how a normal person would would react yes but not how dean has ever reacted so yeah um and they find uh mr garland who is the brother to luther and he does ask for their ids and inspects them very thoroughly and dean is not chill about it no, no chill. Not, no chill. Um, and so they ask him how um, Luther died. And it's like, then <sighs> Mr. Garland tells us like the saddest story about how everybody failed Luther, including myself. I was a widower with three kids, but he was big. He was mean looking. He was different, but he was the kindest man. Um, he was, you know, uh, Jesse O'Brien was receptionist at the lumber mill and was nice to Luther who had a crush on her. Frank didn't really like that. And when she disappeared, um, Frank was convinced that Luther did something to her. And so Frank, yeah, I'd like, go for it. What are you going to say? Okay. Um, So in this whole flashback and like the whole like perception of how like nice Luther was, they show him with a very tiny, adorable kitten. They do. Which I'm like, is the cat that jumped out at Dean is that Luther's kitten? It might have been his kitten. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God. That full was circle. Like, full circle. That even funny. someone who's like, like watch this like show like so many times. I was like, oh, my God. That was his fucking cat. That's who or like at least like the guy. Uh, like, 20 like, something year old cat. That'd be real. OK, well, I mean, on, on you know, 20 years, the cats don't run under my feet. But um, I mean, maybe 20 years or maybe like the cats, you know. Like the the begotten son or begotten yes. daughter kitten or many yeah. generations of kittens later, but I was just like, oh shit, because it was a great kitten and a great cat, mm. and I'm like, boom, okay. So then, um, uh, Frank assumed that Luther did something to his wife, and then um, he horribly murdered him, horribly, yeah. horribly. Yeah, Frank Frank went to the lumber mill, threw a chain around Luther's neck tied it to the back of his car and drove up and down the road outside the plant. Which apparently has a name. What do they keep calling it? Road Road Hall? Road Hall, which I did not know was a... So that's a thing? Like, that's a thing that it, happens it shouldn't, enough... That shouldn't have a name. It should, that should have not have, have a name. name. And it disturbed me enough that I would not look it up. Because yeah, I, I know you. where... I know where it's happened in Texas before. Like, I know it has a a terrible case that was. And it's very upsetting. And uh, this is where the episode, like Diana said, like all of a sudden you're like, like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Very upsetting. Um, And, and Frank uh, and, and um, they basically, you know, Mr. Garland basically explains that Frank was never arrested because he was viewed as a pillar of the community who made a mistake versus the town freak. And so, ah! yeah. Ah! 
It's very and upsetting. So, it's very, like, and there's so many levels of upsetting, right? Because there's one, just the horrible version of just in general Luther's life. Yeah. Then you have Luther who is com- murdered horribly. Yep. Then you have a town where somebody is not being brought to justice for their actions yep. and given a pass because they're basically an entitled little shit. And even if somebody said he got better, he was an entitled little shit and who just felt, I don't know. There are so many things that just get wrapped into this, like one little, like within a minute, they Not just good. like shove your face into like the ground. Yeah. No, it's rough. It's a rough one. It's real rough. This scene, this scene turns this episode pretty significantly. Uh, and, and I think that where it really end that where this, the seat, sorry, this uh, scene ends is really like kind of ties up the whole episode. It's where the explanation for all of it is, is that it's, he's talked about how it, it's all comes down to fear and it just spreads and spreads, which is telling yeah. and explaining. Yeah. But it's all about fear. It's interesting to me that the brother actor is, was, he was really good. I he really was very good. Um, I, I, his name is Steph Duvall. Uh, I was, it's been in several things, but nothing of note that I recognized. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in a lot of, a lot of things for small roles. Um, He was fucking fantastic. Like just, I don't know. And maybe we just, he also had really good lines. Like it was just, well, he got to give a narrative that basically gave you the full background of the episode without his narrative that wouldn't. Yeah. So, all right. So now we know that this is somehow tied to, we know that this is now somehow tied to Luther's murder by Frank and rooted in all of their fear. That's what we know now. So, all right. We have um, figured out, our brothers have figured out that the marks on the victims are now a road rash and the swall- and they were swallowing wood chips while they're being dragged. And they're oh. experiencing Luther's death in slow motion. Oh. And his, including his fear. Yeah. So, Sam's like, look, I don't think we'll be able to find all of Luther. So we really can't gather him and burn him because he was dragged along a road 20 years ago. We will never find all the remains, which just like piles on like the fucking sorrow in this episode. I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, Dean's pretty upset. He has decided now that their lives suck. Um, He doesn't want to hunt ghosts. Normal people see monsters and run where we seek them out. We're crazy. Uh, we diner food and live in motels and who would want this fucking life uh, being stuck in a car with each other all day while Dean sings along with the same five albums. Okay. That part would be annoying. Um, and Sam is gassy. Um, and Sam is so gassy. You eat a half a burrito and you get toxic. Yep. And so, but again, like we have just like literally been gone through the ringer. Like we've just been drugged through the ringer. Like, mm-hmm. Emotionally. Emotionally. And then we get this hilarious monologue, which is also very, like, very astute and, like, apt the way normal people would see them, right? Yeah. That, who the fuck does this? Like, yeah. we, like, why are we not running when we see monsters? This is fucking crazy. Why am I not dead? Because all I do is eat shitty food and have, se- you know, unprotected sex with women who probably... You know, and yeah. you know, and they're just like he got a rash once, and like Sam eats like burritos and he's gassy, yeah. and yeah, and so I mean, like it's hilarious, like because it's such a hilarious, it's monologue. very normal, model, normal, normal reaction monologue to what they're doing, yeah. And he tells Sam to stay away from him, he's done with hellhounds, ghost sickness, and damn, and the damn apocalypse. And he quits, didn't quit. This is mm-hmm. it is supernatural. Season four, episode six. This is when everything ended. Dean just quit, and that's, that's how we ended, which would have been fantastic. Uh, oh, that would be hilarious. So we cut to oh, so we see Dean alone on the road, and this is where we get our intro scene again, where he hears the pause, and it's the fucking Yorkie. Oh, hi, Yorkie. You're a good girl. So yeah. So he ends up back at the hotel after all. He he de- he beat um, Sam there by running very quickly. But at this point, he's got less than four hours. And he's like, what are we going to do? He's like, uh, Sam's like, and, and Sam's talking to him. And Sam's like, yeah, you're going to die and go back to hell. And you're like, what the fuck? Who is this? And then we see Dean, Dean sees Sam's eyes turn yellow and hears that you've been a real pain in my ass. So now we know that Dean is hallucinating. 
at this point. Well, we're pretty sure. We hope. We hope. We, we certainly hope. hope Dean is hallucinating. Yeah. Well, we know he has been. So Dean tries to attack him and Sam does a demon fling and Dean's yelling, get out of my brother. And Sam says, no one's possessing me. This is just what I'm going to become, which feeds into obviously Dean's fears. And uh, it's a pretty big fear. Like, yeah. I am afraid my brother is going to become a yellow eyed demon. Like, fuck, like that's yeah. pretty harsh. But it's like the first time we've like, I mean, we know that he's been scared of Sam's powers, but this is kind of a manifestation of it. Yeah. No, it's fucking terrifying. So and then all of a sudden, uh, right when he starts to choke, Sam starts to choke Dean, Dean uh, sees Sam turn back to normal him. Like it was a hallucination. Yeah, and this is all very confusing. Like, what was it, Sam like, like doing during like like so was Sam actually was, there? Like I think he what? was there and not saying fucked up shit. Yeah, which is like it's like, oh man, it was like every like person who's ever done drugs fear that like you were seeing one thing and like and the person next happening. to you, it was like seeing something completely else. Like, <sighs> oh. oh yeah. I mean, not that I personally experienced. What? But you know, like, no. I, I mean, that's how I imagine that would be like. All right, so, so we are Sam's going back gonna, outside the yes. terrifying lumber mill. Yeah, Sam and Sam and Bobby are going to go to the lumber mill because Dean obviously can't. So Dean's going to stay at the motel, scratching his arm and watching Gumby. I have so many questions about this. Okay, so Dean is watching Gumby and Pokey, right? Yeah, and. Honestly, I have no idea the last time. I don't know if I've actually sat through a Gumby and Pokey episode. Like, Hmm. I don't know. Have you ever actually watched it? I mean, like as a kid, I remember watching it. Did you actually watch this as a child? Because that's terrifying. Like, like, like he had like the horse, like, which is Pokey. Like Gumby had like Pokey by like a lasso around his neck and was like dragging him around. Yeah. What the fuck? Why was this a children's show? I don't know. So now I want to watch it again. Anyway, so um, Bobby is just like, oh, well, I know things. I've got this old ass Japanese book and I speak and read Japanese, apparently. Okay, Bobby, you go. And actually, Jim Beaver does. And so that was actual Japanese. Uh-uh. And uh, basically, like the original, the original translation of it was very formal. So uh Jim Beaver, uh, Bobby, um, actually like made it less formal. So it basically said uh, when he when Sam asked if Bobby can read Japanese, he basically said back before you were born, Egypt. All right then. Yeah. All right. So um, and Bobby's like, look, it's a specific type of ghost called a buru buru, and we are named that uh, because. So when they were trying to translate that to English, there really isn't like a translation. So it's like the sound you make when like so your spine shivers, like bro, 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 and also I'm just like bro, 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 and it injects with fear. You still have to burn the remains, or it can possibly be killed with fear. So you have to make the ghost scared. You have to scare a ghost. All right, to death, to death. Yep. Okay, cool. That sounds easy. So they have a plan. As Bobby says, this is a terrible plan as he grabs his shotgun. So and then they walk into murder mill. Murder mill. Muslim's calling it murder mill. All right. Uh, so Sam's inside. Uh, we cut to the other back to the motel. And of course, Dean's now hearing dogs in the hotel because now it sounds like there's hellhounds trying to get in. Nope. No hellhounds. Just the fucking sheriff. Just the sheriff, which is not good because he's got his pistol and he's upset asking why they're looking into Luther's death. And Dean's like, look, uh, we're both you're sick, just like me. And um, and like Frank was and the sheriff's like, yeah, Frank was my friend, but he made a mistake. I didn't bust him. But, you know, you're not going to you're not going to you know ruin everything. And so Dean has to knock the gun out of his hand. They have a fist fight. And then Dean sees demonized for a second. Uh, and um the sheriff goes on the ground to panic and and he dies gets himself gets himself worked up to a heart attack yep and we'll come back to this those questions about this all right but all right so we're going back to murder mill and murder mill. sam can't find luther he's looking bobby's on the radio so he has to he has got he's got to make him mad 
So he starts tearing things up. Which is just sad, man. Also, like, why are these drawings been there for 20 years? And nobody, like, cleaned this shit up? Like, did this mill not operate for 20 years? Like, I don't understand. It's very weird. Yeah. So they start, he starts tearing up his drawings. Fuck you, Sam. Like, and this, like, is even, like, I think this makes this, what's about to happen is even worse. All right. So. And so Luther appears behind Sam. And and he's mad. He's sad. He's not happy. He's mad now. We cut back to the motel and Dean's alone now. Well, with a dead body of the sheriff scratching and he hears um, Sam's voice and barking. So he finds the Bible in the hotel room. He's clutching onto that, which is yeah, kind of random. I was like, well, it could be interesting. I mean, like he's, they've alluded to his lack of faith with like the, with the Castiel timeline. So I was like, oh, this could be a turn. No, he was just clinging to it for a second. And then, it's, a weird, it's a weird thing for Dean. All right. So yeah, yeah Dean said that. And, and who shows up? It's me, Lilith. I miss you so much. You silly goose. I love her so much. I love this child. Like, if I'm gonna be haunted by a demon, I want it to be her. No, All right. that's so. fucking awful. Are you kidding? She's like, but she's like, it's time to go back now. So she's talking about him going back to hell. And he's like, you're not real. And she's like asking if he remembers hell and explain. And she let gives the audience first time glimpse at this point of how, how much time Dean spent in hell. So now this is actually a pretty open eye-opening portion scene um, right now. Cause as, as a first time viewer, and I know there's implications, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want spoilers, but I'm not fucking and, dumb. And I, fu- and I, I fucking together. spoiled it also. Well, so right. But I've also heard <laughs> enough other things alluding to Dean remembering time in hell and having spent much longer in hell than the four months that the show leads to. So she we've now clarified that he remembers his time in hell and those four months on earth were 40 years in hell. So yeah. Dean remembers he has full recollection of spending 40 years. in Yeah. Hell. And he's been lying to Sam. He yeah. just clearly, we, which we knew like we, we'd seen glimpses. Of we this, knew he, there was a glimpse of that, but not to this, not to yeah. this level. Yeah. He knows so he remembers big. everything and it was a long time. Yeah. And then she starts going that he's going to die. And he knows why. And his heart goes, ba-boom, ba-boom. But when she says it, it sounds like baboon, baboon. <laughs> so this is all I hear for the next like bunch of minutes as we go on. All right. So we've got Lilla chanting baboons, baboons. Dean. And, and, and we've got L- Sam getting his ass kicked by a Luther. Yep. And then somehow... Sam manages to get a chain around Luther's neck. What? And tells what? Bobby to punch it. And this is where my stomach drops. And I'm I just know, like, also, no, they're, not doing, they're, not this, doing this. they're not doing this. That's all I could think. They're not well, doing this. Well, beyond not doing this part, we're just physics of ghost shit. What? You can put a chain around a ghost? Well, I think the concept here was two, twofold. I think the concept, the first concept was that his own fear of this happening, like Luther's fear, even as a ghost of it happening, manifested this. Ooh, deep. Well, I mean, the whole thing, they're trying to like, they're using his own fear of this incident as the weapon against him. So it would have to work in some regard. Okay. (sighs) And then and then something happens. Okay, so next, um, they are gone. Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> they drag like they fucking the the car pull. Bobby yep. Bobby hits the gas and pulls Ghost Luther chained nope. in the back. Nope. Nope. Drag out. Nope. Dragged out. I was I was it takes like I'm not like offended or whatever. That takes a lot for me. This is fucking upsetting. No, this is this is bad. This is fucked up. This is fucked. Fucked up shit. And then as they're doing that, and well, Dean, we could we see that Dean's still like hearing getting baboons yelled at him. Baboon! Baboon! Yelled. Uh, and he's about to have his heart attack. He can't breathe. And then as he's dragged down the shitty road outside of the shitty lumber mill, poor Luther dissipates away as a ghost. And the mill stops running and Dean can suddenly breathe again and his scratches are gone. I hope this means uh, poor Luther has found some peace. Yeah, so fucked, man. Anyways, 
So now we've got. Oh, yeah, no, but I mean, I can't. Why I can't. would you do this? Why? Like, why didn't you get like. I want like, like I'm going to say I want this could have been like they could have like, they could have like beat him with a baseball bat and that would have been less or upsetting. they could have had I'm him take his revenge on the sheriff which would have been satisfying to me and like something <laughs> happened like you know like I, it's just bizarre to me that this was the storyline they thought they should go with it's terribly depressing, but also very emotional. So from a writing standpoint, it's I'm effective like, in that regard, but man, yeah. it's hard. Um, all right. So now they're just uh, Sam and Dean are standing around at some random like rock quarry. <laughs> Who knows why with Bobby. Uh, and, and they're, they're all there. They are very, very cleaned up too. So yeah. they went and got cleaned up. And so uh, the quote is that Sam and Bobby road hauled a ghost with an iron chain. So apparently the iron chain makes a difference and being able to also hold on to the ghost's corporeal. Oh, 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 oh. So this is what I was like. I knew the, the so this is from Supernatural uh, Official Companion Season 4, The Rock Quarry. Um, so the script called for a limestone quarry, notes location scout, James McCarrens. And we were like, where are we going to find a limestone quarry? Which in Texas is like everywhere. Yeah. Um, but it was like, I sent out my boys and one of them happened upon this creepy looking sawmill. They closed down for two weeks, every number of years for some kind of maintenance. And it just happened to be the exact two weeks we were filming this episode. That's so funny. that actually That's why was, I was at the quarry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they went to a quarry. Um, okay. Woo! So um basically what luther was most afraid of uh, was getting was that how he died that was his most ter- the thing that scared him the most and so that was the fucked up way they were able to scare his ghost to death by doing it to him again which is so fucked up anyways dean says that he feels fine and uh bobby teases about their line of work being scary and, and they do. They mock him, and that's adorable. And I, I love a go ball busting. It's what I live for. <sighs> so Sam asked Dean what he saw, and all Dean admitted to was other than a cop beating my ass was um, howler monkeys and then normal stuff, nothing I couldn't handle. So he is keeping from D- Sam the fact that he saw Lilith. And also, like while he's doing this, Sam's eyes flash yellow for a second, and you're like, the fuck? Oh, I miss that. Yeah, no, there's a moment while he's talking to him and Sam's eyes flash yellow. Mm. And it was fucked. That was fucked up. And that's when Dean went to, I saw Howler monkeys. Because hmm. they're terrifying. Actually, Howler monkeys are pretty funny, except when they're stealing mm. your shit. I've heard they do that. Yeah. So we, then we end this episode and go to Liz's favorite scene ever. That was my favorite scene ever, but it's one of the the best things ever. So, yeah, no, it was again just that kind of like emotional relief. I feel like you just watch this terrible, terrible story of what bullying and dicks lead to. So, what is the the moral of this? Don't be a never, dick. Never run a marathon. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> never run a marathon. I said, don't be a dick. Okay, yeah, that that one holds too. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No, I think we covered it. All right. Well, cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast dot com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, so you can always find us at devilstrappodcast.com. Thanks! Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick production. Meow! Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow!